Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Bridge the Atlantic. We are your hosts, music web designer Ross Barber, owner of Electric Kiwi, where we create awesome custom websites for bands, artists, and musicians. And I'm award-winning alt-pop rock singer-songwriter and indie filmmaker Marcia Novelli, founder of the electronic rock band Midnight Soundtrack. This week we're joined by London-born, San Francisco-based brother and sister duo The Luck. Since relocating to the US, Max and Esme have released two EPs and have performed at The Troubadour, The Viper Room, and also for Warner Brothers Pictures. They are experienced buskers and recorded some intimate live video sessions with Grammy Award-winning engineer David Bianco at Dave's Room. We're looking forward to hearing about their experiences of following the dream in a foreign country, the advice they'd offer to fellow musicians, and what they've got coming next. Hey guys, how's it going? Hey, good, how are you? I am well, thank you. Let's start off right away with asking you guys three things about yourselves that everyone should know, or particularly three things about the luck that everyone should know. Um, I'd say passionate about food and music and art. That's probably the three things, but do you have anything else to add? Um, <clears throat> beverages can be good too, but the, yeah, those are the main three things. Love making music and just kind of trying to give it to people. Awesome. I like that. Short and sweet. Yeah. Exactly Perfect. how we like it. Um, so you, you guys moved from London to San Francisco to pursue your music career. Um, was there any particular reason for the move? Yeah, I mean, we met a bunch of people uh, whilst we were performing in Europe. And they kept telling us to go to California just for our style of music and what we were doing. And then we were lucky enough to meet some people who said, you know, we, we can stay with them. So... We got visas. We won the songwriting competition in Nashville, and uh, it really helped us get our visas last year. And then, yeah, we made the move, and it's been really cool. Well, speaking of visas, that's something that we kind of wanted to ask them about. We actually haven't had someone on the show yet to explain the um, the ins and outs of applying and qualifying for a visa. Do you want to maybe shed some light on that? Yeah. Um, do you want to? Um, yeah, so you... Um <clears throat> there's some agencies that can help you. Uh, we use Tamasdat because they're great. Um, they're based in New York. Based in New York. Um, and as an artist, you kind of have to have a bit of an, an international renown um, and you have to have, you know, got a little bit of press about yourself and have a few um, people who can write um, references. Kind of references. And so we managed to fulfill those criteria and then we won the songwriting competition and in Nashville, which is an international songwriting competition, so it gave us the the kind of the international. Um, yeah, yeah. The the other thing that you need to do is um, it's a bit tricky because the music industry tends to not work like this, but they like to see that you've had contracts uh, for at least a year before you apply the visa, so they know that you've been going for that long. Um, often you don't sign contracts with venues, but that's something you've just got to try and do. Um, and then you've also got to have shows lined up in America in contract form as well. 
Um, so if you can get venues to do that, then you'll be well on your way. But well, Tanner's dad are really great in, in terms of advising you. Um, they basically act as your agent. Well, I don't know what the legal term is, but they, they represent you to America. Is it like a sponsor? So them. Yeah. They yeah, effectively because... are your sponsor, but it's, it's, they meet cause you are not going to have a venue being your sponsor. Right. So they act as your sponsor and then you can book whatever you want, but. They're, they're the name on your visa, basically. Right. Oh, interesting. Because yeah. I'm in Toronto, and actually, it's incredibly easy for anyone from Canada to go out to the UK and vice versa, actually. Because um, we're both, we're, we're Commonwealth, so yeah. it works out. Um, and it's also fairly easy for anyone from the States, I, at least I know, to come to Canada as a musician. I don't know about the UK. Um, but it is incredibly, incredibly challenging and difficult for a Canadian to go out to America. Uh, as a musician. And I don't know if it's equivalent to anyone from the UK going up to America. I just know it's very challenging. Just to add to that, I mean, we know bands that um, tried to travel without a visa and literally at the airport had all their guitars yeah, in smart. England. And they went and they, they they were asked, you know, well, do you have a visa? And they said no, because they hadn't even thought about it. So do you find that being British in the US is an advantage or a hindrance? Uh, neither. I think they're pretty. They're pretty used to um, British people being sort of hanging around, invading their country. So, <laughs> especially in LA, you hear British accents. All there's the certain time. places that you can go to in West Hollywood. Um, like this, we played at the Sunset Marquee, and we sat at the bar for a little bit afterwards. And they were in. You know, <laughs> I felt like we British could have been people. in London, or yeah. you know, different climate. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was really nice and everything. But there's, I, I think, there's a lot of Brits in LA. So I think they're kind of almost, you know, Maybe uh, saturated. Not saturated, no. But <laughs> used to it. But they're yeah, it. they're definitely acclimatized to the British accent, piping up from the depths of the bar, asking for the final <laughs> one. <laughs> so, what would you say? Uh, what are kind of the biggest cultural and maybe musical differences that you've noticed between the UK and maybe more specifically California? California isn't very gritty. If that makes sense, it's just like big, open, white spaces, and the sun's really hot. And it like right now, it's uh, like ninety-five degrees where we are. So that's about thirty-eight degrees centigrade, I think. But my math is not. But like, it's bang very on. dry heat. It's very dry yeah. heat, but it's hot, and you go everywhere, and it's hot, and uh, you can play it. That's why we busk here. Like, if we bust in in England, we'd probably get rained off a lot. Whereas here, when we go down to the Pier Thirty Nine in San Francisco, you know, nine times out of ten, it's it's just great weather. You know, there's no rain can be a bit foggy but it's the climate is very much it kind of seeps its way into the food and the culture and, and the so, music as well <clears throat> yeah yeah we've we've just written a song that um we played to a couple of friends back home and they just said the sounds like california like it's just the riff <laughs> is different you know, the sound of That's it funny so there's definitely an influence on the music as well people don't like, I mean, the weather's the weather. The English people like to talk about the weather a lot as like an icebreaker, but uh, it really it does. Affect, well. It really, oh, really does affect yeah. you. That must be a Commonwealth thing. Yeah. It must be. <laughs> it must be. <laughs> well, speaking about busking, you guys are very experienced in that. How do you get people to listen? Uh, you have to tell them to. So before <laughs> you, so before you, you start, you have really to. Yeah, you're being serious. Instruct, yeah. Yeah. No, you just have to instruct everyone at, at once with a. We use a megaphone. 
Are you, being ser- are you being serious? No, or? we're not. No. Oh, okay. I can tell <laughs> for a minute really there. really serious and I'm going, oh no, people are going <laughs> to think this is true. I'm like, oh, uh, cool. You should try that. <laughs> actually, that's probably another big difference is like, um, I noticed the humor in, in California versus England. In, uh, the humor in England is very, very, very dry. Um, yes. and, in, and, and in Canada too, some of the funniest people that I've met on our travels have been Canadian um, and English, obviously, and Scottish. Um, but, yeah, we're known for our, can- our comedians here. Pardon me. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. And uh, that, that's a major, major difference. Sorry, going back into the previous What's question. What's the type of humor? Yeah, the type, the delivery, mainly. Um, yeah. But we just... There's more sarcasm in England. You do have to turn it up. True. It's true. Um, if people can't hear you, then they, they can't hear your music, your music. So you need to make sure that it's pumping out at a suitable well, level. Yeah, so how, do you, how do you get people to listen, though? Do you just... Is it just you play hope that they listen? Or are you, are you, like, do you get in their faces more? Like, what do you do? I think you just you just play, play. and you if you and go play. into your own world of your music and your if you're convinced by it I mean that's what we do we just get up and we play and we love our songs and we just do what we do as if we were in a normal venue nice. and you can't expect people to listen if you're not fully into it but they do and they respond to it and it's some of the best shows to play yeah, it's yeah. like I so, tweeted out recently. Uh, how, how do you expect? Like, you can't expect anyone to believe in you if you don't believe in yourself, type thing. Yeah. And yeah. and it's passion amazing. is such an amazing conviction, right? It's so yeah, it's so yeah. attractive. Well, and on the street, you have to, like you say, like stop people in their tracks. And and I mean that that's one element of the performance that can do that. I mean, um, we the were- volume level is also very much important. Turn it up to 11. <laughs> but, well, it, you, but then you run risk of power cuts. It's things you don't think about until it happens. Um, so just like, yeah, making sure your speakers and your the wattage and everything doesn't blow. But it's also got to do with the sound. And, you know, we spent quite a lot of time trying to work out how to get the best sound out of the bass and stuff through the system that we're using. And we, yeah. we luckily we picked up some cables from Monster and we basically use a setup where the bass is going through, you know, a, a Sansamp DI, so that it's really boosted and the signal's clear. And then we use a, a special stomp from a company in Wisconsin called Porchboard. And then we go through like some various like compressor, sustain, reverb, delay pedals that help kind of mold the sound into something that we can take anywhere with our system. But it's portable, you know. We use three pedals. We use a little the the kick drum as a small thing. I mean, yeah durable cables, the right system. It took a while to find everything, though. Yeah, it's, it's trial just a case and error. Of, yeah, it's just a case of honing it. But in answer to the, the question, you, you just got to get up and, and give it everything that you've got. And when you sell your music, you have to put as much energy into it as if you were playing on a team for you know in sport or whatever. And it is, um, it's sometimes you know quite quite tire tiring. Gets- well, you can't play to the, the the size of your audience. That's ridiculous. People who do that, I think, are just going to fail you. If you have one person there, or like thousands, you've got to give the same performance. It is it is hard, yeah. you know. It is but because the, the person watching it doesn't matter to them if they're alone in the audience or if there's thousands of people with them. They're still seeing a performance. Why should that change? Well, exactly. Right? And what happens for us is we'll start playing. We'll give it everything, <clears throat> and then gradually more important, like more people will gather. Well, because it's, as soon as like. 10 people gather, more people gather. Of course. As long as you keep going, people keep staying and then, um, yeah, and buy CDs and then... Yeah. Do you ever repeat songs because, because oh, yeah. people are... I mean, I, like, those people haven't heard it, so why not? Let's do the song again. Yeah, no, we do. We do the same set three times. Uh, <laughs> oh, great. 
but you know every time you do it you learn more about the songs and it's kind of just also rehearsal because the more you play those songs the better they get and the more you know them and the more you know the bits that the audience responds to and which probably helps you hone your craft for a proper live show yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. that's the funny. Someone actually asked me recently because we have lots of buskers in Glasgow, lots of oh, amazing really? buskers actually. Pretty much every time I walk down the street, I see a new busker, and and I like that they've got their little signs in their guitar case with their Twitter and their Facebook, and oh, and then I I tweet them and I follow them, and um, <clears throat> you know it's great. But someone yeah, someone asked me like, what's what's the point in busking? Why do they do it? And I was like, well, you know, one, it's good practice. You know, they're practicing, and they're also people can hear them at the same time. Mm-hmm. And if you're advertising what you do with a sign and you've got CDs and stuff to sell, it's like you're potentially building a fan base right yeah. there. And you, you, you're, I guess you can talk to people as well in between songs. You can really get to know them. And I think, uh, I think there's so, it's a great thing. I've met lots yeah. of buskers and become really good friends with them. Um, and I think you don't get that so much in a traditional kind of venue. Okay. Right. Yeah, it's I've accessible. I've yeah. got a question about permits. Do you have to register for a permit in Los Angeles? And also, Ross, I'd, I'm curious if you have to do that in, in Scotland at all. LA, we had to buy um, a busking license, and I think it was $35 well, for Well, we did year. Santa Monica. So oh, that's great. So you do, you went to the Santa Monica office. To but you can't it. just like rock up anywhere in LA. You have to be specifically within boundaries. And then San Francisco, we didn't actually get a permit as such, but we submitted well, our music for a... Uh, for a kind of for the port authority in in san francisco well then you have to have the right insurance as well oh yeah liability insurance liability insurance to pit so you can't you can't cover your back enough it's kind of funny but you just can't like you have to get every all the right insurance to cover you for the right things naming the right people as the also insured and stuff it's quite it's just knowing what to do and how to do it that i think is the key and yeah. then you then you can just you know, get get moving. But, but that insurance is important. I mean, the amount of people that like don't see your guitar case and oh, like, kick it. Sometimes, like, yeah, people will just like, no, accidentally. Yeah, and suddenly everything's going flying, and you know, yeah, yeah you need to make sure that you also permits over here. Um, I think it's kind of a grey area. I think it varies from city to city. Um, here, I think they tend to be quite lenient as long as you're not disturbing anyone. So, yep. you know, yeah. if, as long as you keep the volume okay, you're not like, you know, drowning out the sound of a shop, for example, or you're not blocking any entrances. I think they're generally okay. But I think to be safe, you probably should get a permit. Um, but I know most people here don't. Yeah, no, I remember there's different, in London, the different bars have different rules. So I think in, I think in Camden, you can do it. In Westminster, you can't. In Kensington and Chelsea, you can, but there's certain restrictions, like you say, like if you're outside a shop, they can tell you to turn it down or move. Um, Thing is, in England, yeah. if you get arrested and you're English, it's it's not it doesn't carry as much of an issue if you're arrested as an English person in America and you might get deported. If that makes sense, yeah. Yes. And, yeah. and I get the feeling that in England, the law is such that if you're creating noise pollution they can t- tell you to turn it down. I'm, sh- I'm not sure that they would arrest you straight away. Whereas I don't know in America because I don't know. I but you don't want to say same in Canada. You'd never get yeah. arrested for that unless you started fighting with the police officers or causing a real ruckus. They would just yeah. keep asking yeah. you to move. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you definitely I, I, don't want to risk that because no, you know, that's a big thing being deported. Yeah. That, you know, that's uh, just not worth it. 
No. What sort of advice would you give to any musicians um, interested in pursuing their music career in a different country, particularly America? Well, um, oh, it's difficult. Get insurance. Make sure you've got enough money to um, stay in a place for a bit. Also, Try and you can you can work legally yeah, doing it. Doing whatever you're doing. Um, Make. Uh, network as much as you can. I found that the uh, no, sorry, another major difference between America and England is um, it could be a person-specific thing, but when you're playing music, often people will um, offer for you to come and stay with them. Um, someone did it the other day um, for San Diego. We were up in San Francisco, and they said, "If you come down to San Diego, let us know you can stay with us." Whereas I can't imagine that happening as readily in the UK. So I guess the point is. Make sure that you network or like chat with people or whatever you call it. Just be out there. Be careful open, too. <laughs> be open to opportunities. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, you've got to be careful. I mean, we're really lucky. Like they've got the Second Amendment here, so you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, definitely doing that. I mean, we stay with people that we've met performing. That's literally, and we right. go from San Francisco, LA, San Diego, Newport. Um, we've been going to Chicago in Austin. We actually got an airbnb but ended up becoming really good friends with the the girls there and now they said we can stay with them whenever we're in austin oh, and that's just awesome. it's just if you're genuine and like really just kind of honest about things and, and willing to kind of you know just be so with the flow we, we offered to play them a house show and they ended up inviting sort of 50 or 60 people from the austin university just because we just wanted to do something and kind well of, and we wanted to do something for them too yeah and so yeah, it was really cool. Nice. Are you guys ready for 20 questions? Yeah. Sure. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Coffee. Meat or veggies? Meat. Meat. London or San Francisco? San Francisco. Uh, oh, that's such an unfair question. That's so specific. <laughs> it's like, what time of year? What time of day? Never mind. <laughs> I just, I can't even answer. Just I'm make it even. There I'm we go. <laughs> Twitter or Facebook? Twitter. Facebook. Breaking Bad or Homeland? Breaking Bad. Homeland. EastEnders or Coronation Street? Coronation Street. Ah. Sorry, all the way. Coronation Street. <laughs> Friends or Seinfeld? Friends. Seinfeld. Cadbury's or Hershey's? Cadbury's. Cadbury's. Every Definitely. Okay, this, Hershey's right sucks. Oh, Hershey's is the worst. I know. I'll never get them for a sponsor. We <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't want them for a sponsor. Indy or Major? Without, without burning Indy. any bridges. <laughs> Canada or Scotland? Never been I'm, to Canada. Yeah, no, I want but to see... Joni Mitchell's from Canada. That's my problem. Well, I just want to... Oh, no, no, go ahead. I really want to see British Columbia. Um, a lot oh, of people yeah. have told me that I need to get to British Columbia to sort of... But Scotland's beautiful. Of course it is, but we've been there. I've really never seen... We actually came up with our band name... In the Isle of Skye. Oh, yeah? Nice. Yeah. Awesome. You know, I've actually never been to BC either. Oh, really? Believe it or not. Yeah, well, that's all the way out west, right? I've never been out there. I'm hoping to go there soon. I've heard the same things. Just unbelievably beautiful. We just assume that when you're in another country, you've obviously visited the entire yeah. country. <laughs> well, put it this way. Canada's <laughs> bigger. You, you can fit America and the UK in Canada. So, <laughs> put it that wow. Canada's yeah. quite big. Yeah. It is quite big. big. Yeah. So, speaking of Joni Mitchell... Joni Mitchell yeah. or Jim Morrison? Jim Morrison. Joni. Jim Morrison forever. Joni. 
Pancakes or waffles? Sure. I don't really eat the sweet <laughs> stuff that much. Pancakes or, yeah, both. <laughs> okay. okay, so Donald Trump. <coughs> Sorry, I got sick in my stomach saying that name. Or Alan Sugar. Alan Sugar. <laughs> he did Amstrad, right? I'd probably go with him. Yes. He's done, yeah, uh, Sugar. Alan Sugar. Plus, he's a geezer. I love Alan Sugar. He's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, just in case you didn't get that, Marcio, Donald Trump uh, worked on The Apprentice in the US, and Alan Sugar works on The Apprentice in the UK. Oh, okay, so, I got that. I didn't get know, that. I, I was trying to get Donald some Trump. US versus oh, UK. God. Donald Trump is an embarrassment to America, but we'll we'll just leave it at that. Well, we're not going to get him as a sponsor. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh, sorry, it's me. <laughs> You're ruining the podcast, right? Oh, I know. I'm, I'm breaking everything. Simon or Garfunkel? Simon. Simon. Michael Jackson or Michael Bolton? Jackson. What? <laughs> Haven't you seen those Lonely Island videos? I think Bolton. Just because he's got such an... Lonely got, Island videos. The one of the biggest hits of the past. Like, <gasps> I, I know. That. He's like, but Lonely Island though. Like, <laughs> Michael Jackson, sure, but Lonely Island. <laughs> They're both phenomenal artists in their own... Right. I know. Their own genre. <laughs> they, they, they are. I do have a soft spot for the Bolt. <laughs> he's retweeted us so like we're like oh, this now yeah. we're like this yeah we're working on getting him on the show yeah look, it's, like it's gonna real. happen it's kind of like our, our long-term goal yeah. is, bolt <laughs> is gonna be make it a short-term goal <laughs> yeah I like, oh i like that we're pull him up and just be like i want to can we do Bro, this tomorrow just just yeah. just let's hang out let's just do this life's too <laughs> short man <laughs> twerk or work what <laughs> twerk twerk like miley cyrus twerk <laughs> I work. Or work. <laughs> Whatever. Work? I think, work. yeah, probably. Rick and Gervais. <laughs> What's that? We're not really twerkers. I do. Yeah. I, I, that's the only way I wake up in the morning. I got to twerk. <laughs> I Don't think about it. it. Is. It's jumping up and down, right? No. no it's, shaking, it's like kind of like moving your ass. <laughs> hey, I'll show you the video. How, yeah, where go, have you been? Watch, yeah. <laughs> like, like, where have you been the last two years? Where have you been the last two years? I don't I, say you don't use social I media. I followed. I started following Miley Cyrus the other day, and I was. It's a lot more um, kind of trippy than I than I had expected. Because <laughs> I well, the last thing I knew about Miley Cyrus, she was Hannah Montana, and it yeah, was, was like it was a long you time. Didn't. You knew Party in the USA. That was still kind of cowboy that was her transition, though. That's a hit. I love that. Song. Yeah. So let's tie in a little bit of the UK and a little bit of America here with Ricky Gervais or Ricky Martin. Oh, Gervais. Please, and thank you. Obviously. Ross used to not be a huge fan of Ricky Gervais, and he started watching Mm -hmm. the original Office, and he's not disliking Gervais as much. I I love Gervais. Yeah, I'm warming to him a little bit. Warming up a little bit. He's a riot. He's, like, a lot of his humor is kind of quite cringe, and I find myself cringing to it, but I don't like Ricky Martin. Whale or kale? Like save the whales versus save sure. the Sure, it's kind of just like as a concept. Yeah, <laughs> we, yeah, go we with don't. Whales. Yeah, cool. as in, do I, I love whales. Like I, I love, love whales. Undersea. I love like yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm always yeah. watching David Attenborough documentaries. Yes. Borough. Sorry, how, how do you pronounce that, Marcy? Attenborough. That's how we. Attenborough. Borough. Oh, okay. Attenborough. Well, yeah, okay. I'm Canadian. <laughs> I know. I know. But no, I, I love like 
I love his voice and just like all those documentaries are just so I I watch it every night usually with uh with my with my oldest son and he helps him fall asleep just seeing all the animals and now he's like hey dad is that a whale I'm like no that's a seal and he's only three it's like teaching him so much it's amazing like how do you even know what a whale is so it's awesome they thank you David Attenborough is that how you say David Attenborough David Attenborough David Attenborough David Attenborough yeah so Bette Midler or the Riddler well, you're a Batman fan. The Riddler's from Batman, right? Yes. Yeah, I had to think about that. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what that one? Riddler looks like. <laughs> the Riddler? Well, last, last time I remember the Riddler, Jim Carrey played him in like the 90s. Let's go with yeah. Bette Midler. <laughs> she was legit. I'm just going to go with the Riddler just because... And finally, our last question, which is kind of cruel to our guests, but we kind of like being sadistic like that. Wow. Ross or Marcio? Can we, do we have Who's to Mar- choose? Ross and Marcio. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> She's not the first guest that didn't know who the fuck we were. No, no. Uh, Ross and Marcio are just the people interviewing right now on British Atlantic. Can I be honest? When you said Ross, I thought you were going to say Chandler. Someone else had that thought, except and they... I was like, what? And then you can like, you say oh. Monica. <laughs> Monica. <laughs> What? <laughs> Look at the names on the I know their names. I've been emailing them for the past day. <laughs> Can I just say, when we're on stage, oh, my favorite like, answer is so I far. Don't always get <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry for Esme. I apologize on I behalf apologize of not only London, California, and the luck. <laughs> we, it's 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 okay. Accept your apology. Yeah, I, I accept it. I love it. We love you. Oh, yeah, you still have to choose. You didn't get out of it. You're not getting out of it. You didn't know who we were. You can choose. Apparently, I can be trusted to You can't remember their names. (laughs) (laughs) Of course I can. Okay, which one is Ross and which one is Marcia? Well, which one's Ross and which one's Marcia? Marcia's on the left and that's Ross. Right, there we go. (laughs) Okay. Catch him up. So, um... (laughs) I'm loving this. So anyway, um, so we we don't want to choose because you guys okay. both seem very friendly. And okay. to be honest with you, we might be performing in Scotland or Canada one day and we don't want to rule ah, out. This so is that's true. the reason. Okay. Oh okay. my God. We'll accept that. We'll revisit this after your we'll next tour. Yes, you we'll know, after this. your next tour and yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Oh my <laughs> God. Animation thing when Esme makes that fuck up so that it's like just like giant like Danger zone, like Ross and Marcy. I apologize on behalf of myself and not on behalf of Max. Max <laughs> it's okay. Sometimes Ross and I don't know who the fuck we are. So uh, most most days, I, I, I'm still discovering myself. So it's all good, you know. <laughs> so what sort of to, to move past that awkwardness? What sort of music recommendations do you guys have? Um. What, what are you listening to lately, collectively? Collectively, are you listening to James Bay? Yep. Both listening to James Bay. James Bay. Nice. I love Hippocampus. He does love. I them. love them a lot. Um, I also love Escondido. I discovered them the other day. I was recommended them by someone, and I'm surprised it took me this long to discover them. But they are amazing. I, I actually don't mind when that happens when you find an artist that's been around for a while because then you have a whole back catalog to check out and you're kind of like yes like three or five albums this is great yeah yeah you know? um yeah. i actually go through a lot of the old catalogs as well like just going through stuff like the who 
or even like Pearl Jam, just mm-hmm. keep discovering new songs, new albums. That's Dark Side of the Moon. Dark Side of the Moon is worth a listen every month. It's kind of almost like medicine. Oh wow, really? I would, yeah. Put it on in head on headphones and stuff if you can, and just get like get some really good headphones and get a, a great quality recording and just. Yeah. Uh, do you guys do that? Do you guys listen to music through headphones or on your both. Um, I've got like a both. beautiful. I've got like my home studio here, so I've got really nice monitors here that'll listen to stuff, or and then I'll listen on headphones and I'll listen in the car. But I'm still an album guy. I'll still listen from front to back and not do anything while I'm listening to an album. Wow! But nice. I think Ross and I will both still listen to music while we do work. Oh yeah, no, I, I have music on all day, every yeah. day. But um, but yeah, I find I work best when I've got headphones on. Mm-hmm, um, so a lot too. of time I'll put headphones on and I'll listen to something. But then sometimes I get distracted because I get so lost in something, yeah. and I'll still I'll just sitting there and I'll be like looking up and like, ah, this is great. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're in a little world, right? Yeah, it's like you're blocking on everyone else. Totally. <laughs> and actually, I find that listening to stuff in the car as well. Well, so where can people find you guys online? What's your website? Um, theluckmusic.com is probably the best place to find us. And you guys are consistent. You can find everything from there. Yeah, and you're consistent. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram is all at or slash the luck music. Yes. Which is perfect. And I think everyone needs to go check these guys out. Um, one day they will know, they will learn who we are. It's okay. <laughs> At least 50% of them do. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, you guys have been great. Um, now I'm currently writing my next solo album as well as getting ready to release my side project, Midnight Soundtracks debut album for play. So you can hear my music at, uh, and make sure to follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, which are all slash Marcinovelli. And I'm working on tons of websites for various artists right now. You can check out my work and my blog posts at electrickiwi.co.uk. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as Electric Kiwi. And on Facebook, I'm Electric Kiwi Design. Perfect. Thank you guys so much for coming on the show. This Thank has you been for fantastic. having us. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. You're welcome. You're welcome. And please um, do come back, all right? We will. Awesome. When you'll have us. <laughs> Yes. Well, you, have might, might, off, you can have Max. It might be no. a while. I mean, we're going to need a bit of time to get over this, but you know, we're joking. By the way, we love you guys both, and it's 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 been it's a, been a true pleasure. It's been a true pleasure. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bridge the Atlantic. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So connect with us on there and let us know what you think of the show. Thanks for being awesome, and we'll see you next week. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.